a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Networking has long been recognized as a powerful tool for business people and professionals. Most of us think of networking in the business realm, and knowing more people gives you greater access, facilitates the sharing of information. It makes it easier to influence others for a simple reason that influencing people you know is easier than influencing strangers, obviously. Have you ever thought about how the same principle can apply to your dating life. I call it dating networking. So a lot of you know that this is my philosophy. I believe that your dating portfolio should look like your financial portfolio. You need to diversify as much as possible to increase your chances of success. So besides swiping right and left, I believe that networking should be a part of your portfolio and increasing your chances of meeting someone. And network power depends on how strong your relationships are, how much attention you command when it, you know, when you're engaging with people in your network and how attractive you are as a member of other people's networks. So just imagine, just imagine the possibilities of the potential dates you could meet simply by focusing on your connections, building your network, strengthening your relationships, and of course, being attractive to everyone you meet. But here's the problem. Most of you are too target specific. Like you will only meet people who you think can serve you, right? And if you were more open to everyone you meet, realizing and recognizing that that could lead to possibilities, just imagine what your dating life will look like. And this is what I see time and time again when I'm working with my clients. And I tell everyone, you know, whether you're at a party, in your business meeting, on a date, focus should be on the two C's and the two C's only. Connection and curiosity. That's it. You know, too many times y'all are going out and you're looking for, you know, your soulmate or your dream, you know, boat, that kind of thing. And you're thinking too far ahead or you're, you know, trying to ward off the past of being hurt instead of just really connecting in the present. And I've countless stories of clients I've worked with and we do our wing girl sessions This is before COVID hit, but I will get back to that. I promise. Um, and when we're out and about, so many people end up meeting people they end up dating. And it's not because I planted them. People think I plant all these people. I'm like, I do not know that many people to plant. But what it is, is that it's the power of the networking. And when you're open to that process, really cool things happen. I tell the story a lot and I just want to share it because it really relates to what we're going to dive into today. I was I was doing a wing girl session with a client and she lived up in the Bay Area. I'm here in LA. And we went into this bar and there were three people there. There was the bartender, this guy who had like kind of a strange shirt on and we didn't know what he was about. And then there was like like an older woman sitting in the corner and she looked at me and she's like, Kim, um, yeah, we should go somewhere else. I'm like, why? She's like, well, there's no one here. I said, I'm sorry. I see three people here. And she's like, 
okay. So we, we walk in and I was teaching her the two C's and we really started talking to the bartender and connecting. And this, the guy who had the strange shirt on, she called him where's Waldo guy because the shirt looked like where's Waldo um, shirt. And, and she's like, I don't know. I don't want to talk to that guy. He's married. I see a ring on his finger. I said, I don't care. Make a connection. So we're talking, we're talking to the bartender. Now we're starting to have a really good time. And that guy proceeds to tell the story of how he met his wife. And it was a beautiful love story. And I see now my clients kind of melting. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, I want that. Right. And he, this guy ended up being fantastic. So he, he comes over, he buys us a bottle of wine. We're all starting to just have a good old time together. And finally, by the end of the conversation, I say to him, you know, by any chance, do you happen to know anyone up in the Bay area? And he's like, you know, it's funny that you said that because I'm thinking the whole time, meaning my client, I was wondering if you were single. And I said, yeah, she's single. And I'm like networking for her, right? And he said, oh my gosh, I have a guy for you. I've been thinking of that the entire time. So they exchanged numbers. And when she went back home, she ended up going on a date and that guy became her boyfriend. This is the magic of networking. And it's not just online, it's offline too. And networking is a powerful tool, both in business and in love, when done right. So with me today is an amazingly connected and powerful woman herself who knows a thing or two about building relationships. She states, I love this, the number one thing that accounts for the recurring success is having a strong network of high-quality affiliate partners. And you can apply that to dating, too. She is an experienced sales professional, entrepreneur, and an internet marketing expert who specializes in helping companies develop, implement, and optimize their sales and online marketing strategies. What that means in English is basically she's a badass. Um, She is recognized as a well-connected industry leader who's experienced in affiliate management, product launches, evergreen offers, direct response marketing, and of course, networking. In the last two years, she and her teams have done, check this out, 28.3 million in sales. I'm sure it's still climbing and over 5 million leads just from DocuSeries launches in the health space. She's the co-founder of East Fifth Avenue, a high-end boutique affiliate management company specializing in health and personal development offers, and the co-founder of Mimosa Mastermind, a tactical, practical, and all-inclusive mastermind for health, wellness, and personal development entrepreneurs. Her clients are amazing, Um, you know, includes Dr. Mark Hyman, if those of you who know him, Dr. Isabella Wentz, and many others. And she recently started an amazing community called Traffic Tribe, a strong network for high-quality affiliate partners, which I was really intrigued by and how I got introduced to her. Welcome, Amber Spears. Are you there? Hey, yes, I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on. (laughs) Oh my God. So fun to have you on. I love how we met too. Talk about the power of networking, right? I know. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Alex is one of the most well-connected people I know. So whenever he asked me to come do something with him, I'm like, yes, 100% yes. I know I'm going to meet some awesome people like you. 
Uh, well, no, likewise. So those of you, she's referring to Alex Mascow. He is just an amazing, amazing mentor, business coach, extraordinaire, and so many other things. So yeah, and, and he connected us. And I mean, and that's kind of like the point, right, that we're going to talk about today. And I, I don't really know your story so much. So I, I would love to hear, like, how did you get into all of this? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I actually started selling um, search engine optimization door to door like 12 years ago. My business partner now, I was her first employee um, of, of this company. So made her a millionaire and then we left for a little while, went into direct response marketing and we reconnect. I mean, we had stayed friends, but we, you know, we reconnected essentially on business and we started East Fifth Avenue together. So it was, you know, just a, a long, a long path to get to kind of where I am now. But, you know, I was the first person in my family to graduate from high school, first person in my family to go to college on both sides of my family. I was fully funded and I went in for political science. And then my last uh, year and a half, I got accepted into Eller College of Business at the University of Arizona which at the time was like the number one entrepreneurial school in the world. And I was the only non-business major admitted to the program at that time. Um, And it was like, I remember it was like one of the last days of school and my professor who had sold his company to Oracle for like a billion dollars told the class like, Hey, if I was just getting started, I would, you know, figure out how to, to do search engine optimization or SEO I think Google is going to be the next huge thing. We're not going to be able to live without it. And at the time, you know, MapQuest was like the big thing, right? And like uh, Dex Yellow Pages and, you know, all this stuff. And um, when I heard him say that, I was like, this guy's smarter than me. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this while I wait to take the LSAT because I wanted to be a lawyer. And um, so I want to take a year off and study. I'm not very good at standardized tests because I was homeschooled before I went to college and my parents never taught me math. They didn't teach me science and teach me anything, but they did teach me, you know, how to hang drywall and like do a bunch of stuff that like, you know, I still don't use, but practical. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I answered an ad that said we cracked Google's algorithm search engine optimization company. That was a Lona's company, my business partner now and walked into, you know, a terrible office in a not very great part of town um, I think they had like one computer set up and three folding chairs and they showed me how they, you know, were using link builders to get on the first page of Google within like literally 24 hours. And, um, I was like, Oh, like this makes sense. So I sold SEO door to door for five years, went from 75 bucks a month to a thousand bucks a month, to 10,000 bucks a month, a hundred thousand dollars a month. By the time we left, we were, you know, and still around. Uh, one of the nation's best search engine optimization companies. Um, and yeah, I did that for a while. And then I, I started doing direct response marketing, moved to Denver to learn from Craig Ballantyne. Um, I was on his email list. I just decided to like apply and I got in. And, you know, from there, it's just been, you know, I did a great job there learning. I started as a copywriter, didn't make any money doing that. They were like, hey, we feel pity for you because you went from making six figures plus a year to making 22500 in Denver and you're starving and uh, you're not getting any royalties. So let's have you do um, affiliate management because it was selling and that's what I was good at. So did that and had a tremendous amount of success at that company and then just kept getting referred out to different companies and you know, eventually started my own mastermind, my own company. 
um, all that. And it's basically off of the power of, you know, referrals really is, is a business that we have now. We're, we're pretty much all referral. You know, and referrals to me is, is just like networking, right? I mean, yes. it, it's who, you know, it's how you connect with people. And I, I always say people do business with people they like, you know, like you can know a lot of things you know, up here. And I feel like dating's the same way. Like you could be a really smart person, but it's how you feel when you're with a person. It, it makes you trust them. It makes you want to connect with them and continue on with them. I, I was wondering, you know, for you, what do you contribute your success with in, in all this? Because you came from, you know, a background that it wasn't like you grew up with it, you know, in your family and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've actually struggled with it quite a lot with selling because it's easy yeah. for me. Um, and I have this idea that like, you know, everyone talks about how hard it is to sell and like, you know, all that stuff. And certainly, you know, I, I, I've trained like 250 companies in the last, um, two years alone. I was, I was listening to my bio and I was like, man, my bio's changed a lot, right? Now as an agency, $69 million in front-end sales, $320 million in my teaching methods with our company, you know, with the people that we've trained, 250 companies in the last two years alone. So, you know, I've had tremendous success success, and it's all been off of word of mouth and referral primarily. My biggest clients, ClickBank, um, Agora, you know, Agora's $3 billion company, ClickBank does a billion almost every year. Like we have companies like that, all referral all from seeing me speak from stage. And I've, I've struggled with it my whole life, like my whole career. Like, you know, I get that the hardest thing for us is between our ears, getting up every yeah. day, asking for the business, doing that. But my selling style is so relational. It's so mm. like connecting. It's all about connecting for me. So like when I first started and I was a nobody, my main thing was focusing on how to serve, right? So I would just ask them like, is there anything I can do to, to like help you? Like, tell me the truth. Like, what can I do? You know, I'm not a big player, but like, what can I do? Oh, you know, I need more affiliates or, you know, I'm trying to get a hold of this type of vendor. Do you know them? And I would go out and hunt for it and find it and bring it in. And, you know, that, that's kind of how I started was like giving first. And then, you know, that whole transactional thing. And, and there's a part of it, right. Where you have to do good work. I wouldn't yes, have the career course. that I have. If I didn't right. have the good work component and the results, but I got many opportunities because I was willing to give first and do sometimes free work or free consulting or whatever, kind of show my chops. And now, you know, I always have people are like, oh my God, well, you can come work with me and I'll introduce you to so-and-so. And I'm like, I've proven myself already. You need to pay me. Um, you know, yeah. I've, I've gotten past that free stuff. But like when I first started, I was learning. So I was learning on other people's money, you know, and I was willing to give first and then ask for what I needed and wait for the right time and just keep adding value, keep adding value. And that's, you know, why I think I built such a big network of people that, you know, they know that most of the time I don't need anything from them. I just want to give. And I know that that comes back to me in waves. So, you know, when you're talking about connection and curiosity, that's how I've lived my whole life. It's like deeply connecting with people, curious about who they are, really knowing them, understanding them to their core. That way I can refer them better and help them solve their challenges faster and, you know, just be a good friend to them. And so, you know, my business partner laughs at me all the time because I have people like, oh, you're one of the best closers ever. And I'm like, I've just never saw myself as that. I see myself as someone who I'm curious about who you are. I want to connect with you because I came from such a troubled background, moved around so much. I never really had friends. Mm. So I want to like connect with people. I want to know who they are and I want to make 
real friendships with them. And from there, it's like, you know, if I have something that I know can help them, I absolutely will say it. But if not, like, I don't, I don't want to sell them something they can't use because that hurts the friendship that hurts our connection. Right. So, um, that's just always how I've done it. And I've just kind of settled in with, I picked the perfect career and it should feel easy in that sense because I picked the right thing. Right. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. I love it. You know, there's a lot of things that you're saying that so apply to dating and just relationships in general. And it's funny because when I first met, we met in in Alex's group and you were giving a presentation. And I mean, full disclosure, I'm not a total businesswoman. So I learned from people like you. All I knew is that I liked you. (laughs) I I just want to be a part of your tribe. I like, I don't know anything about like SEO and stuff, but I want to hang with her, you know, and, you know, and, 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 but it's, I feel like what you're bringing to the table and what I think a lot of people can learn. And I want to hear more about your, how you've built it too, in your personal life is that when you are authentic in your interactions and you're focused on what you can do to really serve that connection, I think that's like gold. I think that's like a huge thing that people can bring on dates because so many times people are in their head and they're trying to do the sale. Like to your point, because honestly, dates are sales. Let's be honest. Like we're trying to sell ourselves. Right. And, and sometimes I I see one or two things happen, especially women. I'll see women shape shift into something that they think the guy wants to see. Right. And so then that always attracts the wrong energy for sure. Or they're like checking off their list. Like they're like, what can you do for me? Like there's this like mistrust rather than just like, hey, who's this person right in front of me? Hey, how are you? <laughs> you know, and just getting, you know, curious. So I love what you said. And I just wanted to tie it together because it's brilliant for how people can, you know, do their dating life. Yeah, Have you found that, that to be true? Like in your love life too? Like, has it translated over to that area? Yeah, it's funny. I, it was, I was thinking about you before this call because I was like, in, I've been so resistant to dating anyone in my work environment. Ah. So resistant. I'm like, absolutely not. I don't want, you know, I don't want to shit where I eat, right? I don't want to deal with it. What if we break up and I have to see them? Because this is such a small industry. Like, no, yeah. I don't want to do that. But my closest friends have become people in my industry. We have such similar interests. We have so much in common we understand each other and we're these elevated smart successful entrepreneurs why would I not look in that pool of people and just in the last couple months like you know I'm single um and I've been single since January of 2019 Mm. and it's September right so it's been a, a long time and I'm dating I'm seeing two people right now that I met I through love networking. it oh you I did yeah yes yeah, totally. I love it <laughs> yeah and like I've known both of them for years so there's so much trust like oh, we've no I mean we've been friends for for years and like you know they know who I am I know who they are and you know I, I don't know where it's gonna go but I'll tell you like my feelings about both of them in terms of compatibility and connection are just so much more I mean like 
I deleted my two my all my apps lately because I'm like I don't this is so hard you know like this, I just don't I it's hard right and I show up on dates and they they go fine but I haven't met anybody yet that I'm like wow like we have all these things in common um I'm instead like let me focus on on this and I I've even asked my network hey can you introduce me to some people that you think would be a fit and those people were great you know and so I it's been working better for me to go that way and I've just kind of resigned myself I'm like okay well if one of these turn to and turn into like being a partner for me like I'm kind of excited about them being in our industry and if we break up we break up you know I've watched other exactly. people break up in the industry and you know like it works out fine you know after the initial completely it's fine it's like you know we're adults <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, there are breakups outside your industry too. Right. And and it's like, it's the same thing. And so, yeah, I'm glad that you kind of got out of your head about that. And so in my head about it. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't want to Well, also because I've had bad experiences. I brought some of my, my girlfriends to events before and they Mm -hmm. just misbehaved, you know, and they like, they Mm -hmm. didn't get it. They didn't get the closeness. It like triggered jealousy. Like, you know, it was different for them to see me in this light where I try explaining. I remember the last time I brought my partner um, to an event was was in like 2018. It was like the first person I ever brought to an industry event. And I've been in the industry for years. And I told her before, I'm like, you know, this probably is going to be triggering because of who I am. Like, you don't know who I am yet in my space. You don't. Like I'm, I'm speaking from stage at TNC this year. I'm hosting a party. We already have a thousand people confirmed. I have a Mosa mastermind, 200 people in that room. Like I'm going to be pulled in a lot of different directions when we get there. And I'm not going to be able to give you as much time and attention that you're used to. So, um, and she was like, I get it. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. And then when it happened, she was like, I literally can't even eat breakfast. I remember we were like on this like open patio seating area first day and I'm eating breakfast and people are like, oh it's Amber Spears what's up like blah, 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 blah. leaning over the gate give me a hug hey, what's up? I'm trying to get my, my food and she's like is this what it's gonna be like and I'm like yeah that's like what it's like you know not to like toot my own horn just because I've worked really hard and I've given a lot of value and people know me and they like me and they're my actual friends like yeah I want them to stop and say hello to me and that's when I realized like wow, I need to, you know, really focus on, you know, someone with a lot of confidence and ability to like handle that sort of thing, or somebody who's in my industry who really understands and has the patience to, you know, to, to accept what's going on and to also understand how much work that took to get to that point where people are stopping me in, you know, in the bathroom and stuff like that to, Oh, I saw you speak in keynote, you know, fill it summit West. Or I saw like, Oh, I did this thing. It like changed my business. Like, Oh, you know, so-and-so like, you know what? Like I worked really hard for that. And I really care about the results that people are getting. And so, you know, that's just a lot of realization. It's been such a different experience to date people in my space, you know? Well, you know, really what you're talking about is your self-worth and knowing that you deserve something that you are. And I see, you know, I work with, you know, a lot of celebrities or high-profile people, and that's sometimes hard, you know, to know, like, what are the authentic connections, first of all? And also, you know, really kind of pulling in and saying, look, I, I got here and somebody needs to kind of be at my level and understand my lifestyle in order yeah. for me to be with them. And I think that's what you're saying. And it does come down to that self-worth and not, you know, 
kind of modifying that, you know, so that you fit into somebody else's. So I think that's huge. You know, there's some other gold nuggets that you said that I just want to highlight. And that is like when you're networking, how you can ask to be introduced to people. Like that's really important. You know, like I think a lot of times, especially with dating, like people just assume that other people will do that. Like you you have to be your own self advocate every single time. Like you have to put yourself out there. And I love that you did that. And then the other thing you mentioned is when you're around people who don't serve you, I can't tell you how important that is. Like I worked with a client the other day and she's like, you know, all my friends are negative Nellies. Like we just, you know, they just sit in in the corner and they cackle about like how bad men are. And, you know, and it's like that negative energy is not going to serve you or they're really jealous or they try to sabotage you know, so look at like even the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Oh my God. I actually wrote a Facebook post about this today. It's the first time in four years I've talked no way. about a really painful, very painful part of my past, which I think it merits here because I think, you know, I'm just gonna give you a quick story. So four years ago, I was living in Denver and I was part of an entrepreneurial community that stemmed from Boulder. And it's a very well-known community. I'm not going to talk about who they are because honestly, the, this fallout has been a blessing. It's mm. also been a huge pain point of mine, but it's been a blessing because, you know, I worked with them for free. I brought them a ton of business. They were dear friends of mine. I'd, I'd spend the night with them all the time, hang out with them in Boulder with their families. And we had um, uh, a moment where I was with them in a cabin And I had gone outside for something at an event and come back to listen to these people that I thought were my friends talking poorly about me. They were saying that I was talentless, that I was a bad writer, that I was full of myself, that I was a brown noser, that, you know, they only kept me around because I was bringing in a lot of money for the business. And I was so devastated by it. Like it was so hard to listen to because I considered them my family, you know, and I had invested so much energy and effort into this community Mm -hmm. of building it up that I was shocked, enraged, hurt, disappointed, all the things, right? Mm -hmm. And the next morning, you know, I finished like the stuff I had to do there and I left and I called them, you know, after that and I was like, this is going to be my last event. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not helping you guys. I heard what you were saying about me. And I don't want to be around this environment. Like, it's not healthy for me. And, oh, we were drinking, we we're messing around. Come on, it's not a big deal. And I was like, no. You know, I heard what I heard. And this was before I had started my two companies. Wow. And I went from that conversation and I called up my business partner now, Alona. And I said, listen, I want to start a new company. And I want to start a real company, not a consulting company. I want to start a real company and I want to do it with you. And here's my vision for an affiliate management agency. And she was like, done. I'm going through divorce right now. I want a whole new thing. Let's do it. So in eight months, we did multi seven figures, which is a lot of money for an agency when I'm taking a percentage of the money I'm making for them. Right. So, um, you know, first eight months. Right. So, and it was just on pure rage, I think. And just me being like, I'm going to prove that mm-hmm. I am, I have talent with selling, that I am the best at what I do. And at the same time, um, I had to do these like little impromptu, just like little meetings during TNC with my friends. And we called it the mimosa mastermind because we drink mimosas and we made money together, but it wasn't like 
an official thing. And so I called my business partner in that very same day that I decided to build two companies at once. By the way, it's a horrible fucking idea. Don't ever do that because you'll burn yourself to a crisp. <laughs> but it needed the rage and the disappointment and the hurt to fuel me through this. And yeah. I started Mimosa Mastermind. We made it a real thing. We, you know, we've created one of the best mastermind groups in the industry. And it's all based on taking experts from stage that you see like Perry Belch and all these guys, taking them off stage and working with you one-on-one and just spending time together, you know, and having two days of teaching and two days of just fun and play and connected time together. So I made my own. And you know, this is four years ago. And I wanted to build a community that I would I would never get kicked out of. And so I have achieved both. But then I had to look back on it, you know, in the last year and a half and be like, did I really want to do this? Mm. Did I do it out of rage? Did I do it out of, you know, just because I want to prove myself? And the answer was, yes, I still really want to do it. But there are parts of this that don't work anymore because I built it just to say I could. And so I started, you know, dropping some of these things that I was doing just for the accolades, just for the recognition. And I realized that like, you know, I was also doing, cause I was afraid people wouldn't like me if I didn't do that anymore, mm. that they only liked me because I was making them a lot of money. And it's been so amazing. Like seeing once I dropped that, how much time I have now for even more cultivating my relationships, our business, except for Mimosa, COVID crushed it. But like mm. East Fifth is still growing, even though we're chopping off parts of the business, we're still growing and we have a real community. And I saw that when my partner committed suicide uh, in November of 2019, so almost oh. been a year since she, since she died. And the way that the community came together for me was just like, unreal and if I hadn't have chosen myself if I hadn't have listened to that conversation and stopped it and been like no Mm. like I'm going to do something else I would have still been there knowing that they were talking about me like this knowing that they were using me like this knowing that they didn't see me for who I really was it's really a reflection of them more than it's reflection of me and I know that now by the time it was so painful if I hadn't have taken that leap on myself I wouldn't be in this position. I wouldn't have two companies. I wouldn't have the community that I have. I wouldn't be speaking on stage. I was always behind the scenes at that business. I was never in front. And so it's just, it's all about who you surround yourself with. I'm surrounded by the nicest, kindest, most heart-centered entrepreneurs. And it's safe now to lean into them and say, hey, can you, I want to date. I want to you know, connect with someone or, you know, I'm struggling. Can you help me? Right. And I know that they have my best interests at heart. Ugh, I got chills when you were telling that story. It, that it, it's such a it's it's a beautiful example of exactly what we're talking about. And it, and it's interesting because there's so many times where people will be in toxic situations, and this relates to like relationships. You know, a string of bad relationships, and you keep repeating that over and over again and falling victim to that. Because you have a choice, right? Like you can stay. Like you could have stayed with those people. You know, yeah. and right. And thinking that that's all you deserved or that's all you could like give value to, but knowing that you're more valuable than just what you did for them, that you deserve something way better and to be treated better. And I think that's the switch too. When you, and I feel like the power of networking, and you tell me if you found this when it like rubs off on you too, it's like kind of twofold. Like you make that decision to make that leap into a more positive situation, but then it's also making the decision of, okay, I'm going to stay here and not go back. 
Right. Yeah. And then like when you're with those people, how they can just completely lift you up. And, and that's the abundance mindset, right? Versus the scarcity. And that's both in love and money. hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm grateful to them for doing that. Yeah. Because honestly, like I don't have any ill will towards them whatsoever. And I see them all the time because we're in the same industry and, you know, I'm always very gracious. I'm always very kind because I look at them as such a blessing as such a catalyst for me stepping into my power and just mm. accept and demanding more, you know, like, is when they heard that, that hit every trigger of mine. I'm unlovable. I'm unworthy. I really don't have any friends. People only want me around for what I can do for them, not for who I am. You know, all mm. these things were coming up and, but there was just a smaller voice in me that was like, no they're wrong. Like they're, they don't know who you are. They're wrong about what you're saying. You're a good person. You try really hard. You are talented. You are smart. Like people do like you for just who you are. And they're just not seeing it because they have, you know, their own issues and you need to go in a place where you can flourish. You need to take yourself to a place that's fertile, not a place that's barren. And there's no growth for you here. I would have been in the background of all their events, making, you know, a fraction of the money that I'm making now, feeling, you know, like I didn't belong when I can now, you know, I've touched thousands of lives and I've spoken on every, and that must bother them, right? To say that I'm talentless and then to see this, right? To see what I become. And it's like, they're my biggest blessing as much as they were one of my biggest pain points. But like I, for anyone listening, this is the thing, like, it still hurts, right? It's because they were my friends. Yeah. And it's still, that does not change. But what's changed about it, number one is me. Mm -hmm. And number two, the perspective and the hindsight of looking at saying, my God, if that had not happened, I would have stayed small. And I would have, I would have stayed in a position where I would not be able to grow. And that I believe is, is God pushing me into, I could have missed that conversation by minutes. If I hadn't have walked up to that cabin when I wanted, when I walked up to it, you know, if I hadn't done all these different things, I, I would have never heard that. And that, that matters, you know, timing matters. And I think, you know, it's the same in like, in dating, it's like putting yourself out there and, and trusting that you're going to be caught in a, you know, and, and loving arms and just like putting yourself and just be like, Hey, where I'm at right now, I'm not happy. This person that I'm dating is not, is not my dream partner, you know, but I I'm scared to leave. And I was scared to leave because that was a comfortable place for me. Right. With the group of people that I knew and that I've been hanging out with for years, that was a comfortable place. But like where I am now, it's, so much bigger and so much more beautiful and so much more fun and so much more lucrative and so much more stable and, and fulfilling. If I done that yeah, yeah. fulfilling like wow. I never would have had this I it's so true I always say like adversity are gifts in disguise but you don't see it at the time it's not until you're through it and you look back and you're like oh that's right there it is so even like bad relationships are good and I love that you give gratitude around that and how you see the gifts and what you went through and use it to your potential to build this like abundant life that you have right now and it's just it's so beautiful I thank you for sharing all that like it so many gold nuggets, you know, from, you know, and just to recap for those of you listening, I mean, talk about how you can show up in an authentic way and use sales as a way of meeting people.
people and just like staying present with things and being your own advocate and surrounding yourself with like positive people. I mean, the list goes on and on of the things you shared. So I just, I, I, I love it. Was there any other like parting words of wisdom that you want to share and also let people know how they can find you? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm single, so I don't know <laughs> who's, who's like single, who's not, you know, I'm also, I'm also queer. So like, that's another layer of, of things. Um, but what I will say is like, just put yourself out there. Like I hired a matchmaker, um, a couple months ago and I haven't had, you know, I've had good matches. They've been really sweet people and mm-hmm. they check a lot of the boxes, but like, they're not my person, but there was something so interesting energetically that happened when I paid that 15 grand. It was like, I paid the 15 grand. And then all yes. of a sudden it was like, I declared to the universe, like, Hey, you're serious about this. Right. Yep. And I started getting better dates on bubble and Tinder and like, you know, on hinge, like they're better than I've been getting, you know, just different, like not the fit, but like closer, you know? And then I started dating in, you know, some of my friends were like introduced me. We're getting closer. These two people I'm talking to right now, so much closer than I've than I've been. Right. So when you're talking about diversifying, mm-hmm. like I'm seeing that. But like, there's something if you're single right now, there's something about really committing to the process and not you know. I'm jaded about it. I was like, ah, I'm never gonna find. How am I ever gonna find this person? You know what I mean? And yeah. now I'm like. Like, of course I'm going to find them, you know, like I just, I, but I have to put myself, I have to try all of my, all of my connections. I have to, I have to financially invest. I have to, you know, invest in vulnerability and telling my network that this is what I'm looking for. I keep pouring into myself, like my routines and my therapy, right? Like I just got the phone, my therapist, I talk to her every Tuesday at 1030. That's like every single week. I, I do awesome. acupuncture twice a week, massage once a week. I do all this stuff. I work out. I do all this stuff to prepare myself for my person. I'm not sitting around, you know, complaining about it. I'm going for it. And if you're single, I would say like tap every resource that you have. If you have friends with a great marriage, ask them why their marriage is so great. If they have any friends to introduce you to, like get a dating coach, get, you know, invest in a magic, whatever it is. Once you start putting that out there energetically, it changes. And if you're in a relationship, I think, you know, the main thing is also knowing that like, even if you're in a relationship, that's not where you want to be yet. I do. And I have seen this in my friends and in my own relationships. Like if you keep investing in it with dating coaches and, you know, therapists and all this other stuff, you do the work. A lot of times it really can improve and it can be your dream relationship inside the relationship. But um, that's my intention when I finally have my my partners to like keep working on it, you know, not yeah. just like get stagnant. But yeah, I would just say like if you're single, like put it all out there and like invest, you know, because invest your time and, and get rid of the jadedness because I just keep getting surprised. I'm like delighted by these people coming in. They're not my perfect person yet, but I'm like, man, like you're real close, you know, yeah. we're getting close. <laughs> like, this is great. And I'm having a good time in the meantime. Well, really, because the power is within you. And when you make that commitment to yourself, that energy just like radiates out outward. I mean, people have accused me of being like kind of a voodoo doctor or artist, you know, when they give me their credit card, they're like, Kim, what did you do? Like all of a sudden, you know, these people are coming out of the woodworks, you know, and it's like, well, no, because you invested in yourself and you're making a commitment to yourself. And it's no different than business. Like, but somehow when it's something tangible that we can measure such as like, you know, ROI and affiliate and all that kind of stuff, 
we we think it's a little bit easier, right? Because it's something that we can really like see firsthand and it's hard to put a price tag on happiness. But to your point, it's so true. Like it just leaks outward and and both in your business and your love life when you really make yourself important and you see your worth. So I love I love what you said. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm ah, glad it, it this worked. Was awesome. <laughs> yeah, as, as far as my stuff, I mean, we don't, business stuff, this is way more interesting. But if you guys want to know anything about growing your business with affiliate marketing, which yeah. I think in, it truly is a recession-proof revenue stream. You make money with partners and companies that you know, like, and trust, right? So it's literally the best form of marketing. You're not prepaying for anything like you do on Facebook and Google, um, and, it, and it can and should be in every single business, like whether yeah. you're brick and mortar local or, you know, global, like most companies can put something like that into their companies, barring medical professionals and legal professionals, any mm-hmm. other branch. I don't care what you're selling. You can have an affiliate revenue branch in your company. Um, and if you want to learn about that and how to do that, you can go to eastfifthavenue.com or if you want to check out Traffic Tribe, you want to like see how we're making deals live, have us teach you, meet a bunch of great affiliate partners, all that, you can go to eastfifthavenue.com slash traffic dash tribe. Um, or I can give you a ton of stuff. I can give you stuff for your show notes if you want to check it out. But from a business perspective, like my entire business is on connections and relationships and it's the most fruitful career that I could ever imagine for myself. And it's given me and set me up for great chats and dates and you know <laughs> it's giving me I get a lot of at bats so I'm always talking you know so yeah. it's a great it's a great um you know like play area for me when it comes to dating and I'm so glad you're using your network now to play you know, yeah. sedating. And so it's, it's all like working. That's great. Oh, yeah. Amber, I could go on and on with you. <laughs> like this, it's been such a beautiful conversation and I so appreciate like you coming on here and sharing your stories. So thank you. It's been such a delight, like connecting with you. Like, I am so glad that you asked. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And for those of you listening, of course, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient, and I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, as always, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you keep asking yourself, why are you still single and feeling powerless about your love life? There are three things you can do to empower yourself. Number one, You can join my free Facebook group. That's always there for you. Get motivated and inspired by a network of women. We're talking about networking. This is the perfect place to put yourself into action with that. Second, you can grab my exclusive podcast audio course. This may be why you suck at dating. And I will help you learn how to get out of your head and into his bed. <laughs> that's what, And that's where you want to be. This course is filled with juicy audio, only episodes, and you can listen to it just like you do my podcast and access it right here. And finally, as always, you can sign up for a free breakthrough call, as I mentioned before, to help you map out a love plan so that you can build your own dating network. And remember, it starts with you and working on yourself is working on your love life. That's all for now. 